welcome back to rumblings of a mad guy <laughs> am i allowed to do that i don't know you be the judge you let me know if i'm allowed to do a jamaican accent I have written down on my notes, so I think sometimes I take notes for the show. I know it doesn't seem like I ever take any fucking notes, and that I'm always just sort of like uh, fumbling for something to say, you know? Lots of uhs and likes. Don't pay attention to it, folks. Try not to pay attention to it. But um, I did, sometimes I do write something down, and this week I got lazy. I wrote down two things, and the first thing is kangaroos are assholes. <laughs> And Scientology. The Scientology thing I will get into, and I understand, and you'll you'll see why I wanted to talk about this. Um, kangaroos are assholes. No fucking clue. No idea what's going on here. Um, I think I was watching an animal documentary, and I wish I had taken sort of like bullet points. You know, I wish I had been like, why are they assholes? Like I remember. Well, they're pimps, that's for sure. Kangaroos are definitely pimps. Um, because one male kangaroo, own, he owns, essentially <laughs> runs, like a harem of like 10, 12, 15 female kangaroos. That is pimpitude if I've ever seen it. Like, So they're pimps. I don't know if they're assholes. It kind of makes them assholes. I think they... Well, they're really aggressive, that's the thing. And they just kind of flex. They like they sort of jump around on their tails, and they sort of like... The males, they flex. And that's how they scare, scare off other males. Um, and they got massive muscles, like huge muscles. I don't know if kangaroos have like... Um, like if they have a gym, like a kangaroo gym. Sort of like a gold's gym for kangaroos. Um, you can only cancel your membership if you can um, smack your tail through the wall or something. I don't know. Uh, maybe they, they must have a gym or something because they get ripped. They get more ripped than most people. Um, and you you always think of people as the body lift as the bodybuilders, not animals. <laughs> but a kangaroo is a body lifter, so they're all ripped. But every now and again, a, a rogue can kangaroo. Um, sort of uh, challenges one of the pimp ones that owns like a harem, and um, and they they do a flexing match first, and if the flexing doesn't scare off the sort of young buck that's trying to steal the harem, um, then they literally start punching the shit out of each other and kicking their the kicking the shit out of each other. Um, they can stand on their tails. They can kick with both legs. I mean, these are kicking machines. But they also kind of punch. They got some big biceps and shit. Uh, not biceps, so what are the ones? This is how much I work out. <laughs> I called your your chest the bicep. Um, <laughs> if anything, kangaroos have tiny biceps. Um, you know what I mean, folks. Come on. Don't 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 run me up the wall here. Um Anyway, so I guess, well, I actually got like maybe two or three minutes out of that kangaroo horse shit. Um, wasn't even expecting that much. But cool. I'm glad you, I hope you enjoyed that. Kangaroos are pimps. They're assholes. They're douchebags. They'll steal your girl. They're weird. Um, baby joeys, like, crawl out of their mom's 
I mean, do I have to say it? Vagina. Um, and then they crawl into the pouch, and then they hook up to, like, another, like, an umbilical cord in the pouch. It, like, why are you showing me this animal planet? Come on. Little creepy. Little creepy. Um, but I guess it's interesting. It's different. It's different. I mean, like, the fetus, the, the fetal kangaroo at, like, one week old climbs. It looks like it's climbing Mount Everest from the vagina of the kangaroo to the pouch. And then it hangs out for another, like, year. And it gets huge. And so at first it makes sense when it's a tiny little thing. But then it gets huge. And its legs are, like, hanging out. And one of the moms was running away from a leopard or, like, a cheetah or something. Not a leopard, probably. (laughs) I don't think leopards are in Australia. (laughs) Maybe they are. But they were, it was running away from uh, some uh, fast... Oh, a dingo. Yeah, it was a bunch of dingoes. Um, the cheetahs aren't in Australia either. I'm crazy. But it was a bunch of dingoes were chasing a bunch of kangaroos. And one of the kangaroos was lagging behind. Because usually they're much faster because they go so fast. But one, it had like a year-old joey in its pouch. And the kid's legs were hanging out of the pouch. And you know what the mom did? Where you're going to say she, you know, played heroic mom and, and defended the baby and, and kept up. No, she dropped it out of the pouch. <laughs> she dropped that sucker out. She said, all right, I'm not going to die with your ass, motherfucker. See ya. And then she sped up because she was so much faster once she dropped her, like, 60-pound child. They're huge. I mean, talk about, like... Uh, the, People give um people give people a lot of shit for living with their parents until they're like twenty or twenty five or whatever it is. Nowadays it's like twenty five. That that's a laughable statement. If I went back to nineteen ten, and I was like, there the majority of twenty five year olds in twenty twenty will still live with their parents. They would, I mean, they they would they'd be horrified, right? But in 1910, you moved out of your parents' place when you were 15, or you were like a freeloader and you were going to hell. You know what I mean? So anyway, the Joey is the millennial of animals. <laughs> um, the kangaroo Joey is the Gen Xer of animals. Gen X, Gen Z, millennial. I don't know what it is. All I know is I like to shake my ass on TikTok. So that makes, what does that make me? The TikTok generation. That's what that makes me. Yeah. What else was I going to talk about? Scientology. Should I talk about my past life though? Or no, okay. I'll I'll go into Scientology. Then maybe we'll do past lives. Past lives. (laughs) Um... So I took a field trip to a Scientology, the Church of Scientology, which is, um, it was the best attended field trip of the year by far, by like two or three times the usual turnout, which is kind of hilarious because like the other places we went were way, way, way better for your soul. So it's a class where you go to a bunch of different sort of like um, religious centers 
um, throughout LA. So we went to a Sikh temple. We went to, obviously, there was a church, like a Christian church. There was a um, synagogue, Jewish synagogue. Um, we hit, what else? A, a mosque, a Muslim prayer center, Islamic prayer center. Um, and then as sort of like a secret bonus, like a hidden bonus at the end of the year, um, which is now, the end of the semester, the professor sort of has this relationship with a Scientologist. And so she invited our class to have a field trip at the Church of Scientology on L. Ron Hubbard Way in Los Angeles. I mean, this is the literal headquarters. Except it might be the Celebrity Center. There's also a Celebrity Center, Church of Scientology Celebrity Center in, like, uh, Hollywood. I meant to ask about that, but I didn't, I didn't get to. Whatever, we'll get to Q&A later. So I walk in. They make you... Oh, you don't even walk in before they do this. They're, first of all, apparently they're all germaphobes. And they still think COVID is real. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Um, no, but they take it really seriously. Like, more seriously than... the. Think of the biggest libtard you know Scientologists way more libtarded when it comes to COVID precautions let me throw that out there um so I get to the like front door or whatever and first they make me sanitize my hands which is fine get it um I'm already wearing a mask because I know that there I've been warned that they're like this so I didn't want to you know I didn't want to present any faux pas that immediately, right? Uh, so I'm wearing my mask. Um, then they made me put on gloves. So I sanitize my hands and I'm wearing gloves now, like rubber gloves, like in science class, which is just so uncomfortable. And now after I put the gloves on, I have to sign in in three different fucking sign-in sheets. It was like a sign-in sheet and then like a feedback form. Um, where I remember writing my name like three times, but because I'm a little bit of a troll, I wrote it different ways each time. Um, and I like gave them a fake address and shit. Like, I don't want, you know, I don't want to be receiving like Scientology propaganda. You know what I mean? Um, and I look over and it's like the rest of my class sort of like standing there in their scientist outfits with their gloves and their glasses. And eventually the professor shows up and they start the tour and the tour is conducted by these two women. And one of them is this tall, skinny, Ellen DeGeneres, um, woman from Glee-looking type person from Sweden, right? She's Swedish. And she's wearing, like, a flight attendant's, like, suit. You know that, like, sort of, like, blue blazer with, like, the scarf, <laughs> you know, sort of look, like, professional woman look? They're both wearing that sort of situation. And um, they introduce themselves. Usually when you go to a, a field trip to a church and the person that's leading the field trip is like a pastor or perhaps a prayer leader or an imam in the case of, you know, Islam. Um, no, but in this case, they're, they're, they're PR people. She goes, <laughs> she goes yes, uh, my name is, hello, my name is Susanna. And uh, I am um, head of public relations for the entire West. I'm making her German because I don't know what Swedish people even sound like really at all. Um, but anyways, her name was Susanna. 
She's Swedish. She was the public relations officer for the West Coast of L.A. for Scientology. So that's who they're like. Uh, these are their religious leaders, our PR people. Um, so that's a little bit of a yellow flag, at least. Perhaps even a red flag. Uh, right when you get in the door. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, so then the next yellow flag, or perhaps even a red flag, is they go, okay, so... There's a lot to explain about Scientology, so we're going to lead you into the video conference room. Um, and so there's, like, all these, like, sort of museum benches in front of these TVs in this room. And it's called their, like, I think they called it their public information center or something. Um, and so we all, like, all 30 of us on this field trip... Um, which is just an absurd number. We've we've never had that many kids on a field trip. I cannot ex- stress to you how rare that is. <laughs> but Scientology is just so insane. This was like clearly the best field trip. Um, so then we sit in front of these TVs for about an hour and a half and watch all of the L. Ron Hubbard like propaganda, right? With the two ladies standing there like robots, like scanning our faces to see if any of us are going to be like uh, pliable enough. To spend $3,500, like, uh, becoming a Scientologist, you know what I mean? So we learned about L. Ron Hubbard. He had sort of, like, an interesting Indiana Jones life. He was a science fiction writer. He wrote a bunch of shit. He's, they called him prolific, but prolific also implies, like, um, that the works are consistently good, <laughs> you know? So it's like, I'm not entirely convinced that L. Ron Hubbard, like, yeah, he wrote 3,500 fucking works of fiction or something but it's like were they good (laughs) like anyone can write a bunch of shit if they're if they have Adderall which was like over the counter in 1937 or whatever um so anyway um so I'm not convinced he was prolific but he certainly had he certainly produced a lot of work and there's a lot to go over so then eventually what happened was L. Ron Hubbard discovered this is their propaganda, too. I don't even know what the real story is, but according to them, L. Ron Hubbard discovered sort of like a psychotherapy that would help people heal their spirits and heal their bodies by using some sort of like by using utilizing Buddhist practices for Zen meditation and centering your mind with your body. Um, and, you know, there are, you know, that's a real thing as well. So it's like there's some good things that he said and did. And she's not like the dumbest guy in the world. Um, I swear to God, I've mentioned this before. These people that live above me, I don't know if they're like um, professional go-go dancers or if they just sort of like, um, <laughs> or they just sort of have like a mental illness which causes them to jump around and stomp on the ground and run from one side of their apartment to the other, but it's just been driving me insane. All right, I digress. So, um, L. Ron Hubbard invents this, like, um, system of self-help, essentially. Now, it's unclear to me whether he is the one that then turns it into a complete pyramid scheme or (laughs) the people below him. Um, but it somehow turns out that it becomes like a business religion. It's like a religion that is also a company, as evidenced by the fact that their priests are literally called public relations officers, 
we walked into so the second place they brought us after the video public information center which was just insane i mean there was a they showed us a video about um drugs which was horrifying it was so scary and made me not want to do drugs um but it also made me want to do drugs to forget that i even went to this fucking <laughs> uh place but anyway <laughs> no, no, no. no i'm kidding i'm actually glad i went because it's good sometimes it's good to step into hell and see what it's like there um so that you can appreciate um at least well you know the fact that you're not in heaven but at least you're on earth and not in hell like some people are like the people that join the cult of scientology because the second place they brought us was the bookstore and this is bigger than any Barnes and Noble I've ever been in. And it's all, every single book is L. Ron Hubbard. <laughs> it's like, yeah, he wrote all this shit and he sells all this shit, but is any of it good? Like, how could you possibly, you know? Have you heard of any prophet or like religious thinker, wise person who could fill an entire Barnes and Noble with his own works? Like, Jesus probably said about 12 things. <laughs> The Buddha had like, you know, maybe a hundred pages. Like, you don't need to fill a bookstore in order to, be, whatever. So it just came off to me as very huckstery, right? The fact that you would have a bookstore in your church, even. I've never been to a church. With, I've been to Christian bookstores, but they've never been anywhere near a church. It's like a private individual that likes to sell Christian-themed things, right? Like, a church usually operates off of donations. So, in the Q&A, which was after this, they brought us their chapel. And the chapel was a movie theater, which kind of says something. Like, let's also keep in mind, the Church of Scientology, as they were, like, kind of bragging about, but made no sense to me as, like, a student of religion, right? They were like... And the Church of Scientology is very proud that we, on this very campus, they called it a campus, uh, we have our very own radio station and film production studio. It's like, what? Have you ever even heard of that? I've heard of televangelists for Christianity and things like that. Um, but never, they have their own channel on DirecTV. It's like, what kind of business is so closely tied as with a corporation, you know, like, you know what I mean? Like, how is it such a corporation and a religion? So when we got to the Q&A, which was in their chapel, which I said was also a movie theater, um, <laughs> um, they asked if we had any questions. I raised my hand. Well, this is actually funny. Maybe I'll frame this whole thing. So there's another girl in, in our class. Um, I guess I'll give her a shout out. Isabella, I think is her name. Isabella? Yeah, probably. Um, <laughs> and she was very, she was the only other person that was like sort of skeptical of this thing. Everyone else was there and either scared or just standing drooling with like drool dripping out of their mouth or high, most people got there like 45 minutes late, which I didn't understand, um, <laughs> but anyway, um, but there was one other girl that was asking questions at almost every interval, that's Isabella, um, and it's because she's also a theology student, so, you know, interested in this, and she had seen some documentary, because she told us in class, right, 
Um, and she asked um, a very a very good question, which was, uh, what do you have to say as a PR person for Scientology? So yeah, what do you have to say about um, these sort of allegations against Scientology? And the PR person gave their very Scientology PR response, but it was revelatory of the horseshit that they're peddling, essentially. It was like, well, L. Ron Hubbard is just... He's under fire because he discovered something new. And so, you know, they killed Socrates. Um, and and, sh- and then it's like, oh, so you're calling L. Ron Hubbard Socrates? Okay, all right, see ya. Next question, please. Um, so then I asked my question, which I thought was all right, and you'd, you'd be the judge, you know, which is like, okay, so it appears to me that there's both the religion of Scientology and the business of Scientology, as evidenced by the bookstore and, um, you know, the fact that you're a PR person and, and this thing. Um, is that the... Well, first of all, is, is that how you would characterize it, or am I being unfair? Because I wanted to give them the benefit of the doubt, right? I didn't want to come across as rude or argumentative, right? Um, so then she said, no, that's not how I'd characterize it. It's just a religion. Um, but, you know, you're right. We have the bookstore and we charge for the um, audits, which I'll get into that in a second. If you don't know what the audit is for Scientology, it's kind of interesting. Um, we charge for the audits and we charge for um, the books and we charge for, you know, courses to become a Scientologist. Um, but, you know, that's just to cover our costs, because we don't take, and because um, we're religious, you know, we're a religious organization, so we need to cover our costs. And so I was like, oh, okay, well, so, oh, right, okay, so that covers in place of your donations or something. And they were like, yes, exactly, exactly, you know, other churches do this. And it's like, yeah, but other churches don't have their own radio station and their own (laughs) TV studio. So you're covering quite a lot of costs here. And also, you definitely take fucking donations. I'm 100% positive that you take donations, just like every other church. So, you know, if enough people actually liked Scientology, then you could just, you would keep it open. If it was donation-based, then it would actually be um, as big as it was meant to be. But because it's predatory, it has a predatory pricing like a pyramid scheme-esque, you know, uh, structure. Uh, That's why you're allowed to have a TV studio in a... And because they target celebrities as well, who give lots and lots and lots of money to fund all this nonsense, right? Um, So the way that it works, basically, is... And I almost did the first level of auditing, but I asked them what it was, and they told me that um, it would basically be what I'd already learned, which was uh, all the horseshit, all the propaganda, and you have to pay to get to the higher levels to hear the crazy shit about the Thetans and how the volcanoes of the world spewed out these aliens that you have to surgically extract from your body, and that's when you start paying the big bucks, you know? Um, But, you know, they only get crazies that believe that shit it's really smart they like induct you in levels so the first level feels you out to see if you're crazy enough to buy Scientology and if you are then you pay some money and then you get to the next level then they have you hooked up to this thing called the e-meter so the first level 
basic stuff. They fill you out. If you're stupid enough to go to the second level, you pay some money, you get hooked up to this thing called the E-meter, which is really, you just hold two metal canisters. I tried it as a demonstration. Total pseudoscience. Does not work at all in any remote way. I, I really did a, I really paid careful attention. Um, and what they say is that there are electrical signals that run through your body, and then when you think of traumatic events, then the electrical signals become like more intense, and then the E-meter picks it up, right? That's wrong. I mean, she demonstrated it on me. I was holding the E-meter. She asked me to think of something traumatic. I thought of, I thought of the fact... I thought of the impermanence of life. I thought of, of one specific traumatic event, which some of you, my friends, will know, and I won't mention here, um, which really impacted me in, in the most serious way. Um, and uh, and nothing, nothing came up at all. And then she's like, so were you thinking? I was like, yeah. And she goes, oh, okay, hold on one second. And she fiddles with the machine, and she like turns all these dials. And then at this point, all that stuff leaves my mind. And I'm just looking at her turn these dials, and I'm just in utter confusion. And in that same confusion, in a state of confusion, you're thinking of everything and nothing at once. So your mind is empty. And then it started moving. And she goes, oh, so that there it is. That, that's the movement. So yeah, no, that picked up your trauma. There you go. So I'm like, no, you just did that by fiddling with the fucking machine. <laughs> um, so it's total horseshit, the E-meter. And then what if, but if you buy that, then you're really fucking hooked. And then they get you into layers and layers and layers, and it's a total pyramid scheme. And at the top layer, if you're a rich celebrity and you're a moron, as a lot of them are, then you pay like $50,000 and they do some fake surgery on you, you know? So it's not a religion, it's a cult. If it's even a cult, it's mostly a predatory pyramid scheme of religion. In that sense, it's the worst thing possible. And I think, I don't know what I was going to talk about earlier. Oh, yeah, past lives. Maybe in another episode. We've done enough on this. Thank you, guys. This is Scientology-based, mostly, I guess. <laughs> Welcome back. It's been a fun one. Ramblings of a Mad Guy. Mm-hmm.